Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. She wants to let us know that she is big in this little bitty fish of a town called Surrey. Giselle just needs to sit her ass down. Why she thinks she's going to be the word on the street in Surrey County? You weren't the word on the street in New Orleans. Oh, man. Nobody knew you were shaking some tambourine in your ass going down the street. Here's the difference. Queendom. Queendom. Woo! I'm home. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today on the podcast, we're going to be breaking down The Real Hustlers of Potomac, which this week featured Karen Huger going back to her hometown for homecoming. And you guys... When I saw her in the backseat of that car on the parade route throwing candy at people on the street, I have never felt so alive. The serotonin levels were high. I was feeling good. And I say that every week with Potomac. I love the show. It's the best franchise on the network. 
just giving us everything. So I can't wait to break that down. Also, on the podcast, I want to drag, I mean breakdown, the Real Houses of Orange County taglines, which were released last week. But before we get into any of that Bravo stuff, I got to do a little detour, a little Linda Pellegrino detour. Linda's my mother, best woman on the planet. Now, last Friday, it was my birthday. And I'm not a big birthday person. I don't love a birthday. I don't like the attention of it. It makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I'm not even good with getting gifts. I don't know if anyone else feels that way out there, but I hate when I get a gift and I feel like I have to perform when I'm opening it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like somebody gives you something in person and you got to act like surprised and happy and grateful. And I'm not even thinking about what the gift is or how nice the gesture is. I'm just thinking like, am I reacting big enough? for the person when I'm opening the gift. So that always makes me a little uncomfortable. But I got to say, Linda is a great gift giver. She's great. And usually she'll mail the gift because she's in Ohio with my family. She'll mail the gift. And every year she does a great thing. She puts together a nice little care package. And I don't need a big gift or anything like that. So she just puts together nice little things that she knows I like. She knows I love an oversized coffee mug. She'll usually send me one of those. She'll send me some pumpkin bread mix. Just cute little things from home that she knows I'll love. Every year she puts it together. She gives it to my father who will mail it. He'll take it to work and he'll mail it, UPS. And he'll send me the tracking information so I can see where it's at. And it's a great thing. So on my birthday on Friday, my mom calls me. And first thing she says is, Dan, did you get your package? And I said, no, it didn't come yet. I said, hold on. While she's on the phone, I go and check the tracking information. And it says UPS delayed until um, Monday or Tuesday or something the following week. I say, Ma, it's totally no big deal. I don't need anything. I'm fine. I'll get it when it comes. But I say, it's delayed. And she's, oh, my gosh. She's upset. Now she's upset. She's like, I got to go, Dan. So she hangs up the phone. And I'm thinking in my head, she's going to give someone a mouthful. I don't know who it's going to be, but she's going to give someone a mouthful. Well, it turns out, spoiler alert, the person she gave a mouthful to was me. Because moments later, I get a call, and it's my mother, and I'm thinking, why is she calling me back right away? So I answer, Gary, how'd you send Dan's birthday package? Would you send it with a carrier pigeon? It's not even there yet. And so at this point, I'm realizing she thinks she's calling my dad, but she actually called me. So she thought she was calling my dad. And I, before I can even say, Ma, like you're, this is me, it's not dad, <laughs> before I can even get any of that out, she's yelling. I can hear noise in the background. She's at the grocery store. She's always calling me from the grocery store. That's when she calls me. And I, I can hear the noises. And she, Carrie, how'd you say, I give you one job to do. I could have crawled there myself with this package. I could have crawled from Ohio to California. He's not going to get his birthday package on time, Gary. Give you one job to do, Gary. My dancer's not going to get his package. And I, so at this point, I'm yelling, Ma, Ma. But she's not even paying attention to me. because She's at the grocery store. She thinks she's yelling at my dad. Then she runs into Debbie. Deb, her friend. Somewhere, I don't even know this woman. There's a Deb, one of her friends. And keep in mind, we're in the middle of the pandemic, so my mom's got the mask on, and she's at the grocery store, and Debbie is probably 10 feet away from her at this point. I said, Deb, and I hear Deb in the background like, Linda, hey, everything okay? And my mom's like, Deb, my dancer, he did, it's his birthday. He didn't give his birthday package. I sent him a coffee mug, Deb. Gary was supposed to send it to arrive on his birthday. Didn't even, couldn't even do that. Can't even rely on my husband to do that, Deb. You know how that is. <laughs> you know how that is, but he's not going to get his gift in time. Deb, I could have crawled there. I could have crawled there with it. And what more can we take in 2020? 
2020, we've got the pandemic. Now I can't even rely on the UPS to get something on time. I know things are bad, Deb, but come on, send it a week in advance, Debbie. I've had it up to here with this pandemic and everything going on. I can't take it. I'm about to snap, Deb. I'm about to snap. (laughs) And I finally get her attention. Debbie, meanwhile, was just agreeing with everything my mom said. I know, Linda. It's terrible, isn't it? Debbie and Linda just shouting at each other across in the grocery store about the coffee mug or whatever my mom sent me for my birthday. So I finally get her attention. I'm like, Ma, it's you called me like this is not Dan. Oh, Dan, I'm sorry. Forget I even said that about the coffee mug. I don't want to spoil it. I got to go. I'm going to call your father. So then she hangs up on me and she calls my dad. But she was pissed. Linda Pellegrino, she's had it up to here. She's had enough of everything going on between the election, all this stuff happening. I, Linda, I, I think it broke her. The fact that the UPS didn't arrive in time. And she kept saying she could have crawled. She could have crawled. And you know what? She's not wrong. She's, she could have crawled, maybe. Everything's slow now. USPS, UPS, FedEx, everything's slow these days. And there's a lot going on in the world, and I get it. You know, we can't be mad at these companies. They're doing the best they can. But, you know, I get the frustration. And like oh, I always say on the show, it's not about what it's about, right? We always snap when we're snapping at things that aren't even what we're snapping about. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like some little thing happens and you freak out. Because it's just, I, 2020 does not let up. It does not let up. And so I haven't gotten the package. I'll take a picture or something when I finally get that care package. She was worried about being spoiled now. She spoiled the, the thing. But, ooh, my dad got a mouthful. My dad must have gotten a mouthful, because I know she gave me that mouthful. Gary, I asked you to do one thing. You sent it via a carrier pigeon. <laughs> carrier pigeon. Oh, my God, you guys, they laughed. I laughed. Okay, you guys, I want to uh, talk about these Orange County taglines. Now, I'm not recapping Orange County in full this season. I know it's disappointing, some of you, but we got a lot of shows. We got lots to talk about on this show, so don't worry about it. We might check in from time to time, but I'm not doing full recaps of the Orange County this season. I'm just not doing it. So, um, I, but I do want to break down these taglines because I, I want to. Don't judge me by what I do. In fact, just don't judge me at all. Cheers to bad choices, then making better ones. Those who live in small houses should definitely throw stones. Life is full of beautiful curves. New hip! And so am I. I earn my money the old-fashioned way. Marrying it, then making more. I've closed the old bedore and opened a new one. Okay, Kelly Dodd's tagline is, don't judge me. And I truly feel like that's the network saying, like, don't judge us for keeping Kelly Dodd on the air. <laughs> I think they gave her that tagline, and their purpose with that was like, please don't stop watching us. Like, don't judge. Don't judge the whole show based off this one character on the show. That's what they're saying. Uh, because they need us to keep watching. Then, uh, let's see, Gina, you guys, Gina's tagline about the small house. About the small house. Can you believe it on The Real Housewives? franchise. The initial one was Orange County, and it was about uh, a look behind the gates of Cota de Casa, this wealthy neighborhood. And now, just in the taglines, we're referencing the fact that Gina lives in a small house. How did we get here, ladies and gentlemen? How did we get here? I know she's got a small house, and that's why she probably shouldn't be a real housewife. I want to see aspirational and wealthy. And now we're talking about the the small house in the tagline. How did we get here? 
than Bronwyn. She's like, well, make bad decisions, then make good decisions. I'm curious to see Bronwyn's journey. There's all these rumors in the press about Bronwyn and the husband, and I'm excited to see Bronwyn's journey, although I, I don't know. That's the only thing I think I'm excited about this season. Now, what else? We have uh, Emily, you guys. Emily Simpson. Her tagline in the middle of it, she's, she just yells, New hip! <laughs> new hip! And she yells about the new hip. I'm glad she got the new hip. I mean, God bless, she's dancing uh, probably better than ever these days. But it is just jarring to hear a housewife yell, New hip! in the middle of saying their tagline. It reminds me of Candy Burris on The Real Houses of Atlanta. Remember that season where she just sang that note in the middle? She's like, I may be small, but oh... And she did that, that singing. <laughs> oh, but now, how did we get here? Emily Simpson, the housewife, shouting about the new hip. New hip! <laughs> what? <laughs> the craziest fucking thing I've heard in this show. And we've heard a lot of, seen a lot of crazy things. But Emily Simpson got the new hip. Uh, and then Braun, or Shannon, Shannon's was my favorite. She said, when one door closes, another one opens, or some shit like that. <laughs> new hip! I would expect Shannon to yell something like new hip in the middle of a tagline. I wasn't expecting it of Emily Simpson. Uh, Emily Simpson, also from Ohio. Ohio gal. Anyway, that's Orange County. Again, um, not really looking forward to the season. <laughs> but uh, I had to just talk about those taglines for just a moment. Oh, speaking of other franchises, and I mentioned Atlanta, did you guys see Cynthia Bailey got married? Hashtag chill, it happened. Hashtag chill, she did a 250-person wedding. It was revealed by People Magazine. 250 people indoors. I just want to mention that it was indoors in a deadly pandemic, which seems like a strange choice. And it did say in the People Magazine article that I read, it said there were strict coronavirus precautions. They had hand sanitizer everywhere. They washed down the whole venue and it it said it had a strict mask policy. So there was a strict mask policy. Everyone was supposed to wear a mask. Well, you guys, I saw some footage and I don't believe that everyone was adhering to that strict mask policy mask policy. Not from what I saw. There was a lot of people there. Karen Huger was at the wedding. We saw uh, all the Atlanta women, although I didn't see Nini there, which was surprising to me. I thought they made up and that maybe she'd be at the wedding, but she wasn't. A lot of people there, though, and it was indoors in the middle of a deadly pandemic. And I didn't see that strict mask policy being adhered to. I'm just saying. And I'm not, look, I'm not outright saying that it was irresponsible to do it, but I am implying it. And I think it was shocking to me. Kelly Dodd also got married, and she did even outdoors. She did. They both look beautiful, though. I'll give them that. They both look stunning. I, I don't know. I'm uh, this whole pandemic, right? We all got to adjust our expectations. I was saying this to a friend the other day. I'm like, I got to adjust. I can't get mad and outraged because I do feel outraged every time. My best friend got married this year, and I had to watch the fucking thing on Zoom. And so it is a little bit frustrating to me that, to see other people just doing a huge indoor wedding. At the very least, I just think, can we not do it outdoors? And I know there was like a tornado or something, so they had to move it indoors. But maybe that's why we shouldn't plan weddings in a pandemic. Who am I to judge? Well, I am someone to judge. I got a podcast where I judge. So there you go. But it happened, uh, and they, God bless them. They're all married. I hope no one got any problems there. New hip! Okay, The Real Houses of Potomac. First off, we open with Karen calling Ashley and inviting her and Giselle to homecoming, which I thought this was like a weird pairing. Like, why is she inviting these two? Uh, But she does say, she says, I'm an open book, so come and read my book. And apparently, Karen just wants these two women to get to know her more on a personal level. 
And I did appreciate it, but it was a bizarre pairing. But I was very excited to learn more about Karen in her hometown. Now, we have this little montage of the other women. We see Robin with, uh, she's at her computer, and the computer's got a lot of decal work. Did you guys notice this? It's got like an animal print decal on the laptop. <laughs> she's doing a lot of animal print work, Robin, these days. And look, I always thought I was not someone who would put decals on a computer or a laptop, but lately I've become one because my laptop now is covered with Super Mario stickers. So I'm become one of those people. So more power to you, Robin. Uh, then we see Giselle calling Juan about the ring that he was getting for Robin. We see Wendy at an I Am Her panel. I'm loving Wendy, you guys. But also, the panel was called I Am Her, and that reminded me of Timbaland. Because remember in the early 2000s when Timbaland would come out with music? I mean, a lot of people were, but I always just think of uh, The Way I Are. Remember that song, The Way I Are? Um, I don't know why it made me think when, when she was at the I Am Her panel. I was thinking of Timbaland's The Way I Are. Uh, and the grammar optics of all of it. But um, I do love Wendy. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Vice did a great article about The Real Houses of Potomac. I encourage you to go check it out about the whole Monique-Candace fight. It was very interesting. Vice.com. Uh, you can find it. I know we talked about that fight last week, but check it out. Um, then, oh, oh, then we cut back to Karen at her house with Ray. She's getting ready to go to the homecoming trip. She's waiting on the gals. And she was making a coffee. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but she put a lot of International Delight creamer in her coffee and syrup. And I'm always endlessly fascinated by the way people make their coffee. And I was shocked by how much she seemingly put in her cup. And I was thinking, she's on a sugar high. Karen Huger's on a, she's got to be on a sugar high because there was the syrup and the coffee make creamer or the International Delight creamer. And that was surprising to me. I don't like all that stuff in my coffee, but I'm curious to see how everyone does their coffee. I personally can't do the coffee without the coffee make creamer. I can't. I need the I like the sugar-free one though. I can't do the full one. It's too much for me. I like the sugar-free. I like the sugar-free pumpkin spice, sugar-free hazelnut or the sugar-free peppermint mocha. That's what I need in my coffee. Can't do it without it. Can't, when I have to just do milk or soy milk or whatever, uh, I don't like it as much. I need like a little flavor. A little flavor, but not the the creamer and the syrup. That seems like a lot for me. Uh, anyway, Ashley arrives at the house. She's coming without the baby. Her first time leaving the baby over the overnight. And she says to us, the last time I left Michael, things did not go so well. But I think he learned his lesson, which Ashley's obviously delusional, but I'm loving Ashley these days, so I'm letting it slide. Um, I feel like in her head, she was thinking, well, if he's got to watch the baby, then he can't have sex with somebody else. So at least we have that. But I feel like Michael would find a way. He's such a trash bag that he'd find a way to do it anyway. So I don't trust that man. Um, But she did say she put a uh, tracker in his booty. She said, I put a tracker in his booty and it slid right in. Slid right in, which I don't know. That was something. That was something she said. That was something she said. Now the gals, they get in the car and they go to Karen's hometown. And it was so sad when Karen tried to kiss Ray and he wouldn't. Those moments are the saddest of the whole show. So the whole show. So they're on their way, and Giselle asks Karen, "Are we going to go to the Taco Bell you worked at?" Now at this moment, I couldn't help but think of Fergie. Fergie, Ferg, Fergalicious. Remember in that song she put out, Fergie. Where it was, uh, I still go to Taco Bell, drive through Raw's Hell. I still go to Taco Bell, drive through Raw's Hell. <laughs> what a pop lyric. One for the ages. Did that get a Grammy? It should have. I still go to Taco Bell, drive through Raw's Hell. Um, and I was just thinking, uh, yeah, I want to see, uh, Karen working at the Taco Bell. I wish we could go back in time. We saw a lot of footage of Karen when she was youthful and young. I would have liked to see her work in the drive through or the, cashier at the Taco Bell. I used to work um, at Panera 
when I was a teen. I worked there for a little while. And I was washing dishes in the back. I didn't, they wouldn't even put me by the register. I was so upset. I remember I wanted to be one of the sandwich artists. Uh, and they said, no, Danny, you're washing dishes. And that's what I did there. Um, I, that was the only real like fast food experience I had um, back in Solon, Ohio. Anyway, uh, they're on their way. Meanwhile, Candace is meeting with Robin. She's putting out a nice little spread. She put the Pepperidge Farm cookies out. Those are my favorite cookies. I love a Pepperidge Farm. Ooh, do I love a Pepperidge Farm. And she says, it really was winning me over, you guys. I haven't been on Candace's side much at all since she joined this program. But when she mentioned how much she loved Pepperidge Farm cookies, I was like, maybe we have more in common than I thought. And I started to look at Candace in a different way. Just from those Pepperidge Farm cookies. That's all it took. And you guys, we mentioned on the show how we change on these women. Our opinions change on a dime. And there you go. There you have it. She said, I like Pepperidge Farm. And I was like, sold. Love her. <laughs> That's how I, easy I am to win over. Uh, but Robin arrives, and Robin says to her, uh, Monique is not remorseful about what she did. And that's when Candace cue her up to cry into the napkin, dabbing it in the middle of the eye, or the corner of the eye. And Robin then says to Candace that Karen hasn't publicly scolded Monique, but then they show footage of Karen publicly scolding Monique, so I thought that was BS. Um, and she said literally to Monique's face, what you did was fucked up, but I just feel like they want Karen to be more aggressive than she is against Monique. Uh, but look, Karen, she said later in the episode, what did she say? She said, um, my friends are hurting and I can't celebrate that. <laughs> I do feel like that's a way of Karen to like absolve herself from this whole thing. And I want to use that line too. I'm going to start using that line. So my friends are hurting and I can't celebrate that. So when anyone asks me to pick sides on a friendship in real life, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, but they want Karen to be more tough than she is. Uh, and they talk a little bit about that. Candace says she's considering pressing charges. Karen told her to press charges. I think she should, too. I'll be honest with you guys. I, the only reason I, I... Somebody told me this, or I'm trying to think, did somebody teach me this, or did I see it on a Housewives franchise? Unclear. But I do remember somebody saying that it's important to press charges just so you have things in writing in case something were to happen down the line, right? In case something happens, you just want there to be proof that this thing had happened, or uh, that you had acknowledged this thing happened. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, but they move on, and uh, they talk about Robin's tax issues. So Robin owes $90,000, and she apparently didn't do the taxes right, didn't report all the money. Um, and here's the thing that, look, I think this thing can happen to people. So I'm not saying, this obviously happens to a lot of people, particularly with housewives. They always run into these tax issues. But my problem is, Robin says that they went through a bankruptcy. They went through a foreclosure, and now the tax issues. And I'm thinking, if you already went through a bankruptcy and a foreclosure, shouldn't you have someone to do your taxes? That's At that point, after one of those things happens, you should have an accountant. You should hire an accountant and have them do the taxes because you already ran into problems with the government and money. So, Robin, you should have learned your lesson. I I hope she now learned her lesson. But she owes $90,000. And we need everyone to pay the taxes including the president, but that's a deal for another time. Um, but if you have, it's real easy to hire an accountant these days. Just have some, hire someone to do the accounting, to do the taxes. It's important. Any of you out there listening, next year when you do your taxes, just hire someone to do them. Make sure you do it. You, you got to pay the taxes. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. We cut to uh, Surrey, Virginia. It's Karen's family farm, which she says her family was slaves on this land, and now they own it. I was, I was clapping her. I was happy about that. I mean, good for them. 
That's that was amazing. I, I teared up a little bit when she said that. It was like that's powerful. Um, and it's Karen's aunt's house, which was beautiful, huge and big. Ashley's wearing heels for this big farm. Uh, we meet Aunt Valerie and Aunt Carlene, both beautiful queens. Love them. They talk a little bit about Karen when she was younger. Karen thought she would marry Michael Jackson. It dodged a bullet, I think, um, with Michael Jackson. But they look at Karen's pictures. Oh, her male cousin was there, too, and he was cute, wasn't he? I was very attracted to Karen Suger, uh, the, the guy. What was he up to? <laughs> What's his story? Everyone's got a story. What's the cousin's story? Um, but then we see them harvesting the corn. When I saw them harvesting corn, you guys, again, I know I mentioned another point. Endorphins were flown. I was so happy when I saw Ashley and Karen on that. What do you call that machine that does the corn? I don't, I don't know what you call it. But Ashley said, that thing is getting it. Chomp, chomp, chomping it up, she said, regarding the thing that was chomping up the corn. And that made me feel good. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, they get off that chomp, chomper machine, and Monique calls. And she said, if it wasn't her that did that to Candace, it would have been someone else or something. And that's when Giselle's like, I'm not doing this anymore. She's so pissed, and Ashley's pissed. And that's when Karen absolves herself, and she says, my friends are hurting, and I can't celebrate that. Although she did admit that she would have pressed charges. So then we have the scene between Wendy and Ivy. Wendy and Ivy. Oh, I love this Ivy. I love this Ivy. First of all, how badass. Two doctors in the family. Two PhDs. And I'm just so impressed by them. Ivy's all dressed up for lunch. And I know people hate the fact that Wendy keeps mentioning the, that she's uh, got the PhD and all that. But I'm into it. And Ivy, it always makes me laugh when somebody comes onto these shows and they're not a main cast member, because Ivy was all dressed up to the nines. She had the full makeup on, full face, and I love her. She looked beautiful gal. They talk about the mom, and Wendy's afraid to tell the mom that she doesn't want to be the professor anymore. And look, I get it. I love that relationship between the two sisters. The sister was role-playing then. Just really like the scene. I would like to see more of Wendy, more of the mom, and more of the sister. I would like to see more of it. Then. We have a scene between Juan, uh, who is playing a character named Dylan, I believe, and Robin playing someone named Tatiana. And they're meeting at a bar, and they're pretending to flirt in character. And you guys, they were, Robin had a new wig on, and they were pretending to be other people to flirt. You guys, I just have to say, if something has been a plot on Modern Family, I don't want it on Housewives. I've said it. If it's happened on Modern Family, I don't want it to happen on The Real Housewives of any franchise. This is something we've seen on Modern Family, you guys, and I can't. I, we also saw it on The Housewives already. Remember on The Real Houses of Miami? Underrated. Uh, but do you remember when Roman and uh, Joanna, they dressed up in character to do the flirting and the sex because they were having problems with their sex life, and it's just so bad. It's just so contrived and so weird, and it's just, we're watching a reality show, like the fact that you guys are dressing up in characters try to do this very scripted thing just is the worst, and I don't get why anyone would ever film it on a reality show or air it on a reality show, because it just feels like the most set-up, gross, weird thing, but they did it. I will say they both look hot. Both good-looking. Both good-looking. And Juan, I found out, has the same birthday as I do. So Juan and I are connected in more ways than one. <laughs> in my brain, we've been connected for a while now, um, romantically. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, I don't want to see a scene like this. I don't. Enough. Enough! Then we cut to Karen and Giselle and Ashley. Oh, I gotta say, I don't like how mean Giselle is in confessionals. I've been trying to figure out and put my finger on what I don't like about Giselle. And I think it's the fact that she's so mean. 
in her confessional, she's always throwing a little shade, but it's to me, it's not even, I don't know, it's, it, a lot of her shade doesn't come across as funny. It's just mean. Maybe it's just because I like Karen so much. Oh, Karen's got a new confessional look, the blue sheer, sheer, I don't know, it was like a blue look. Really, I was into it, but it was shocking. Anytime I see a new confessional look from these women these days, <laughs> taken aback, taken aback by the fashions. Uh. Giselle does say regarding Karen in the hometown visit, she says, Karen wants to show us what a big deal she is in this town. She's like Beyonce. And she's throwing the shade. In. Again, that felt mean, but also that particular little soundbite did feel like I understood Karen. Right? I, I did get it when Karen when Giselle put it into perspective. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, but Karen didn't like uh, the things that Giselle was saying. Karen says no one knew who Giselle was in New Orleans when she was running down the street with a tambourine. And then they showed that footage from last season or the season before of Giselle, Giselle when she was doing the drum, drum line or whatever throughout the town of New Orleans. I forgot about that whole thing. Forgot about the whole thing. But anyway, then Karen goes on the parade route. She's throwing candy. And literally, there was one point where Ashley just got hit with the candy. <laughs> You guys, that was so good. They're just throwing candy. I was dying. It was insane. It was truly insanity that they were just throwing candy at people on the street and there was like no one in the parade. Oh, I loved it. Hometown goodness. Hometown goodness. Um, But Giselle said she, in their mind, is Beyonce. So people in this hometown think that Karen's Beyonce. I love it. I love it. So then we have a little scene between Candace and Dorothy. I've been missing Dorothy, uh, Candace's mom. She goes to the dog shelter with Candace, and I love these two together. Candace wants to adopt a dog. She wants a cockapoo, which is, I was raised with a cockapoo. We had a cockapoo named Cuddles. Miss her every day of my life. Um, but that's what I grew up with, and it was nice seeing them at this shelter. And it reminded me, I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I had sort of recently, and not that recently, I went to this uh, animal shelter, and I was Matt and I were thinking about adopting a dog, and I found one that I thought would be perfect. And uh, I took him out. They said, do you want to take him for a walk? Similar to when Candace was taking the dog, they found a a dog at this shelter on the show that they thought might be a good fit. And so Candace and Dorothy took the dog for a walk outside. And that happened to me. I saw this dog, and I had been thinking this might be the perfect fit. It was the perfect size. It was a low-shedding dog, or hypoallergenic, as they say. And I thought, this is the dog. His name was Jasper. He said, do you want to go walk him? So I said, yeah, I'll go take him around the block. So I take Jasper, and I'm walking him around the street. And I'm thinking, he's the sweetest. He seems cuddly. He seems nice and happy. You know when you see a dog and they're just happy. I thought, this is the perfect dog. And I've never felt so right about something or so, like something was so right. So I'm walking him around the corner down the street. And I'm thinking, I need to show Matt, my boyfriend. I was like, I need to take a video to show him this dog. And so I'm videoing him as I'm walking him on the leash. And I'm, I got the camera on Jasper, the dog. And I say, Jasper, look at the camera. You know, I'm Jasper, look at the camera. I'm like a stage mom or something. And I'm thinking, I'm going to send this video to Matt. And I'm taking the video. And as I'm taking it, Jasper's going to the bathroom. But he looks adorable. You know, he's like, you know, when they kick their feet up, he looks so cute. I'm like, oh, Jasper, as I'm taking this video. And then a man walks by, and Jasper loses it. (laughs) Jasper loses it, and it shook me right up. I was shook. I dropped the camera. (laughs) The whole Jasper attacked this man, and I was not ready for it at all. All of a sudden, Jasper turned into Cucho. And look, Jasper, he had a rough life, so I get it. He needs someone who's able to take care of him. And 
Um, you know, unfortunately, at that time, it just wasn't me. But I do have the video, and I'll play just a clip of it here. Good boy. Jasper? Jasper? No. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. Jasper Lawson, who among us hasn't? You know, I get it. And luckily, I had heard from the place that they found a good, loving home for Jasper. So I'm confident that he's happy and healthy and, and living a great life. But um, just at that time, he wasn't meant for me. But I do always appreciate if you can adopt a dog, adopt a dog if you can. We're kind of think we're thinking about it again. I know I mentioned that on the podcast before, but um, we put a pause on it. But I think we're thinking about it. But that's neither here nor there. But eventually, when the time is right, we'll get a we'll get a nice little doggy. Um, but anyway, they go. Uh, Dorothy and Candace go, and they walk the dog, and they start talking about Monique. And Dorothy says they need to press the charges, and that's when they agree they need to call their attorney. So as they agree to it, we cut to Karen. They go to uh, Karen, Ashley, and Giselle go to the church that Karen grew up in. And it's fascinating. This is a beautiful little church. And Karen, I'm feeling so bad for her. At one point, she has to go to the other room and cry because this last time she was there was when they were burying their parents. It's just so sad. I feel so bad for her. Uh, I just feel so bad for her. And I'm very fascinated by Faith. And actually, I should mention this. I had Kathy Lee Gifford on the podcast, I think, last week or the week before. And it was such a delight to talk to. And I knew she was a very faith-based person. So I knew that the conversation might veer into that territory. And I actually found it very fascinating. I had mentioned on the show when I talked to her that uh, I I don't know where I stand with religion. I was raised Catholic, but uh, it's something that I've struggled with throughout the years of my adult life. Like, I don't know if I believe in that. And I, I struggle with the, you know, LGBTQ of it all uh, in terms of the Catholic religion. And, you know, so I, I don't know where I stand, but I'm very fascinated by people who have a strong sense of faith. And I do admire it and respect it. Whatever the faith may be, um, I do find it fascinating. Uh, and so I loved the conversation, but it was so interesting to me to hear from different people because I know some people really didn't like that. And then other people, I got so many messages who said it was such a great conversation and they they loved it. And, and to be clear, I didn't feel like Kathy Lee was inappropriately preaching or anything like that. I thought it was a very honest, uh, respectful of all faiths. But I don't know. I thought it was an interesting conversation. I'm. That's all. That's all. But I, I was so fascinated by the responses because so many people had different points of view on that. And I guess that's where we're at now. But um, oh, it was so funny to me though. After we had this really dramatic moment of Karen crying in the back room, we, we had her then just do a photo shoot in front of the stained glass windows before they left the church. <laughs> photo shoot. I need those photos. Where are they at? Um, then we cut to a scene with Monique and the bird. And I got to say, Monique was touched by an angel. It was a good thing she brought the bird on when she did, because now she's got someone to film scenes with. If Monique didn't have T'Challa, who would she be doing the scenes with? She's got T'Challa, thank God. Um, but now the other women don't want to film with her. So uh, look, Monique, normally I'd say when a housewife doesn't have anyone else to film with, they're off the show. It's happened in the past on other franchises when they ice someone out. They've, they've done it time and time again. They ice out a cast member, and then the cast member's gone next season. But here's the thing. The other women can ice out Monique all they want, but Monique's got that bird. She's got the bird to film with, and that bird's a star. T'Challa is in it to win it. We can't get rid of Monique at this point because we need more T'Challa. There's no way. You've got to keep her around for that bird. Got to keep her around. Anyway, Monique talks to Chris. She does say that she needs to apologize to Candace. You know, I mentioned that Vice article, and what I found really fascinating was First of all, it's 
it's so much to be a black woman in America these days. I couldn't, I, I can only imagine. And it is f- so frustrating that, you know, that fight that happened. And I was thinking about this. It's so much pressure. It's like, okay, so the argument or the thing that they talked about on the uh, Potomac episode last week was how, you know, black women have to rise above so they don't give into that stereotype. And I'm like, how fucking exhausting that black women are expected not to fight so that they don't get into the stereotype. But, you know, a, a straight white man or a white man can just get in a fist fight and there's no further, I guess, implications if a, a white man just gets in a fist fight with someone. Because it happens all the time, but I, I just think, how exhausting. How exhausting. And I was thinking about it, too, because of the vice presidential debate. I saw this article that was like about Kamala like making too many faces or something. I'm like, oh my god, now they can't make a face? People can't make a face? I've never seen an article about uh, anyone, a white man making too many faces in a debate. Like, crazy. It's just so, ex- the standards that women, and particularly black women, have to live up to or, or are expected or, or oh, it's exhausting. My heart is out to all of you. I love you all. Um, anyway, that's the end of the episode. Uh, Monique wants to apologize to Candace, but Candace already pressed charges. So next week on the show, we have Wendy uh, is taking the uh, her baby baby is being baptized. We have more of Karen and Ray, and more about the pressing of charges. So that's the Real Houses of Potomac, you guys. Um, that's it. Before I let you go, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to get any of the stuff, we have everything iconic merch available at everythingiconic.store. Also, support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. Um, I'm doing one a month, and I'm recapping Sex in the City. So the fourth one will be up uh, ASAP if it's not already. I'm, I'm working on it. So uh, anything else we need to talk about? Did we cover it all? Did we mention it all? Speaking of mentioning it all, I have some exciting guests coming up. Uh, I cannot wait. Within the next few weeks, few weeks or month, I got some good ones, some doozies coming. So stay tuned, subscribe to Everything Iconic, and subscribe to my new spinoff podcast. It's not new. We're entering season two of A Very Merry Iconic podcast, where my co-host Jenna Brister and I will be recapping holiday movies. So the first one will be a Halloween one, and then we'll move into Christmas later in the year. But we're doing eight to 10 or eight to 12-ish episodes between now and the end of the year. Um, the first one actually launches at the end of October, but we're covering eight to 12 movies and it's really fun. We kind of recap, but more importantly, we just do a bunch of tangents and kind of just talk about whatever we, we feel like chatting about, but we have a good time. And so I hope you'll subscribe and listen over there. Just search for a very merry iconic podcast. You can also uh, go to our Instagram account. It's at a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram. We'll be putting up some fun stuff there and also we'll be putting out the schedule. Uh, as soon as we have it over there, a very merry iconic podcast. So, with all that said, let's do our little cool down. Let's take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Now, today I just want to say thank you. I mentioned it was my birthday, and I I got so many wonderful messages. I was so touched and I felt so good and loved on my birthday. And I'm so grateful to all of you guys who reached out and said such kind things that I was literally crying tears of just feeling happy and grateful to all of you guys and the show and everyone who's listened and shared. And I know I mentioned it a bunch, but it's so shocking and 
blows my mind how much the show has grown over the years and it's all because of you guys. And I, you know, people message me a lot and say they feel like we're friends or, and I feel the same way. Like I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, we're all talking together. It doesn't feel like a one way conversation. I feel like we're all just chatting on the show and I'm, I love you guys. And I don't know how else to say or what else to say uh, to show my gratitude, but you guys are just the best. And the listeners of everything iconic are truly like the kindest. The, the people are so kind. And that's not always the case. Uh, it's not always the case. So I'm just so incredibly grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Uh, stay safe. And we'll talk later this week. Oh, there's a new episode coming uh, where I break down the Mariah Carey book. And Greggy Bennett's going to be on the show. So stay tuned for that this week. Uh, I love you all. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Yeah. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. Uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.